And we're now joined by our good friend, Brian Jones of CBS Sports Radio. Gio and Jones in the morning. You can hear it weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time. You can see him all day today in Jacksonville. It's Florida and Georgia on CBS. My friend, good afternoon. Unlike Kevin, we have a score here. Texas Longhorns, That's seven, right. Baylor Bears, zero. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice interception return early for Deshaun Elliott, and the horns are, are rolling already. You know, first playoff That cat's bowl. been doing that all season long. He's one of the nation's leaders with those picks. I think that's six or seven for him and a couple of pick sixes. And Harlan Holt has had a good year as well. My friend, first playoff. Holton Hill. Holton Hill, Holton not Harlan Holt. I'm sorry. <laughs> Harlan, Harlan Hill is former NFL player. I got them confused. But that's, that's where I'm thinking about Holton Hill. First playoff, my friend. Uh, first playoff poll is coming out next week. If you had a vote right now, who would you be your final four? Well, of course, this is going to be premature. And uh, what happens today on the field, especially these, these 330 guy, games, man, we've got a ton of big games uh, during that, that uh, time uh, window. Uh, as we sit here right now, uh, I have Bama, Penn State, uh, Georgia, and uh, who's my TCU. TCU. Uh, those are my four currently, but you know, all of those except for, uh, of course, uh, Alabama are going to have some, some good matchups today. Uh, TCU at Iowa State. And no question. Inclement weather there, and Iowa State is for real. Matt Campbell and his guys have done a wonderful job. Uh, they just pawned Texas Tech again last week after beating them 66 to 10 a year ago. Their names went to my hometown of Lubbock and and, and pushed them around. And, and and Penn State and Ohio State that should be a slobber knocker, man. That's going to be a fun football game to watch. Can't wait for that one to kick off. And in Florida and Georgia, another one where uh, there'll be some snot bubbles because those, those are two <laughs> defensive-minded football teams. And, and and it's interesting. The last 11, whoever wins the rushing battle wins this ball game. And especially these last three years in. 2014, uh, Florida had over 400 yards rushing in this ball game, and so they've been able to win the rushing battle, of course, in these last three, and and have won this ball game, and and they beaten Georgia the last three when Georgia was a top five team. So it doesn't matter. We say it all the time in these rivalry games: what the stats say and what your record is. You better come to play. And also, as it pertains to this one, that. You know, Georgia has everything to lose. Florida has everything to gain. How dangerous is this one? Everybody has something to gain in this one. And Georgia, even if they lose this ball game, and I don't foresee that occurring, they're still the lead dog in the SEC East. So uh, you want to beat your, uh, beat your rivals. And, 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 of course, they haven't knocked them off. No one on that Georgia roster has ever beaten Florida, and, and no one on that Florida roster has ever lost. To, to Georgia, uh, and so Florida is trying to get back into the mix, and if they can win, they're back in the SEC East race, and, and, and Georgia uh, loses, as I just said, uh, they're still the, the leading uh, that, that division in the SEC, so uh, everyone has something on the line. Absolutely, as we talk with our good friend Brian Jones of Geo and Jones in the morning, and of course you can see him all day today. You talked about some of those other games coming at 3.30 Eastern time today. Notre Dame had a big win and suddenly becoming a bandwagon playoff pick, but you know, should we be a little careful considering the rest of their schedule? It's not going to be very very easy today with NC State coming in. Well, that's the way you would want it. If I was a player, you'd want to be in those big ball games. So here comes another one after uh, they dispatched of USC fairly easy last week. And I think Wimbush is going to have to play another well of a game because this uh, this front four for 
for NC State, they've seen a running quarterback. The reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Lamar Jackson, shut him down. And they're going to look to do the same thing uh, to uh, Brandon Wimbush. But I think this offensive line is much better than the one that Bobby Petrino and the Louisville Cardinals uh, employ. Uh, these big boys, McGlinchey on that left side, uh, they, they can really push opposing defenses around. They, they didn't do that against Georgia, uh, only 55 yards rushing in that ball game. But ever since then, uh, they have been rolling up 300-yard games. Last week, the same thing with, with uh, Josh Adams over uh, nearly 200 yards rushing. And, of course, Wimbush over. Uh, 100 yards rushing, but he's got to make some hay with his arm. He did that with two touchdown passes last week. He's got to do that again. Now, defensively, what really impressed me about the win for Notre Dame was their defense. They really stepped up and played well. Now, to do that uh, 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 once again, uh, because uh, we talk about the defense of NC State, but Ryan Finley, no interceptions. He hadn't thrown one in over 300 passes dating back to last season for the Wolfpack. And also, they've got some some potent players, uh, some firepower with uh, Naheem, uh, uh, Hines at the tailback position is Jalen Samuels. Uh, this guy can play everything. He, he's one of those utility players. You can line him up at H-back, tight end, put him at receiver, and, and he can make some plays for you. So this is going to be one well of a game. It'll be one in the trenches, much like the others we just discussed. Final Saturday in October in what has been the year of the running back, but looking toward November, will one of those running backs win the Heisman because they've been the big home run hitters so far? Well, of course, Bryce Love didn't play uh, the other night in that game that Stanford should have lost. I can't believe Oregon State fumbled uh, there when they were leading that ball game. All they needed to do was run out the clock, but they didn't do that. Uh, he didn't play, but still leads uh, the nation. And, and, and you got Wimbush, or uh, not Wimbush, uh, Josh got Adams, who's, who's right behind him. He's been playing ex- exceptionally well. Uh, who, who knows? There's so many big games left, and guys will have a chance to have that, that Heisman moment, you know, uh, and, and we'll see if they can excel in that situation. Uh, that's going to be the key. You know, maybe a quarterback like a Jalen Hurts with all the games left on the docket for for Alabama, maybe uh, he, he jumps into the conversation. And, and, and then how about Darius Geis with over 200, 275 versus Ole Miss last week? Now, he, he he's looking like he's pretty healthy currently. If he can go and make some hay versus the defense there at Alabama here next weekend on CBS, maybe he jumps into the conversation. So still a lot of time left for guys to solidify their position, like a Barkley or guys to uh, emerge, you know, like a Geis. You know, we talked about TCU and, and Iowa State before, but last week was a really scary week in the Big 12. Should those teams be on edge still here? Is uh, Oklahoma State narrowly avoided a loss? Oklahoma the same? West Virginia just a two-point win. They're already underway against Oklahoma State today in Morgantown. Well, I think people should take notice that uh, the Big 12 has a hell of a conference this year. Uh, there are some tough football teams in that conference. TCU is for real, and Oklahoma State is for real. And you're right, Texas played them uh, pretty tough, 13-10 loss for, for my Longhorns in overtime. And, and West Virginia with uh, Will Greer, the way he's playing, 26 touchdowns on the season. And, and, and this David Seals at wide receiver with 15 touchdown receptions. Defensively, Tony Gibson's unit is not playing as well as they did a year ago. Allow Baylor 23 unanswered points in that ball game in Waco in, in which they were able to squeak out a win. Uh, but uh, this conference is, is playing much better. Baker Mayfield, his heroics there at Kansas State, over 400 yards pass, and he rushed for a couple of touchdowns. He's still my Heisman uh, leader as we sit here today. This guy has been phenomenal, hitting over 70% of his passes. So there's some damn good football being played 
in the Big 12. And some teams are playing some defense. For uh, Iowa State to shut down Shimanek, uh the quarterback there at Texas Tech, uh, the, the way they did last week, don't tell me they don't play defense in, in the Big 12 in, anymore in Texas. Uh, holding uh, Mason Rudolph and that potent offense to 13 points, they're playing some good defense. People just need, just need to take notice. And with a pick six already today, I'll get you out on this note. It's been a pretty good run for coaches in their second season at their schools, whether it's Scott Frost, Justin Fuente, Matt Campbell, Kirby Smart, all come off the top of my head. They've had diverse backgrounds and, and circumstances, but is there any common link that in that kind of brings them together to explain the success they have found. Well, you look at Kirby Smart. I, 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 uh, I describe Georgia as, as Bama East, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Mel Tucker came over from there along with Kirby Smart, and and you look how they built that team. They want to be physical up front and, and and strong. And it's one thing to say it; it's another to go out there and be able to to uh, definitely uh, make that happen. And that's what they're doing. And they had a lot of guys coming back uh, there on that defensive side of the ball. I believe it was ten returning starters. So you 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 have the system that first year. And you're more comfortable in it in that second year. That's been the key. Matt Campbell and what he's done at Iowa State is just uh, just sort of phenomenal. Uh, this is a team that is for real. Uh, they'll have a tough one versus TCU, but I think they'll be able to hang in that ball game. Be surprised if they don't because they're a tough-minded football team, and that's what he wanted to uh, to structure that program around. And that's what's happened. And the kids have to buy in, and that's what they've done. A great article in the Athletic about uh, Iowa State and how mm-hmm. David Montgomery, the uh, second-leading rusher in the Big Twelve, how how he started he, he used his, his spare time his grind time on the weekends he was in the facility he was working out he was watching film instead of out partying like I was doing on those weekends <laughs> during the during the all season when I was in college uh he, he started that and then more teammates followed the next thing you know they had a whole host of guys that were spending their Friday nights not on the town in Ames even if there I don't even think there is an out on the town in Ames but you you, you know you get my drift uh, instead of doing that uh, taking taking a advantage of their spare time doing other things. So they were in that facility, and that's when you win these championships. You win them in the offseason. So you've got to get the kids to buy in, and they're buying in at all these different programs that you mentioned. I know you're making up for it with extra time now in the film room on the weekends. Uh, yeah, this is a different type of film I'm watching. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. On that note, my friend. Don't go there, man. <laughs> enjoy the festivities today. It's going to be a good one on CBS. Jacksonville hosting Georgia and Florida, a rivalry renewed. My friend, we'll see you later in the week. You got it, buddy. Hook them.